remember, in the course of discussing movies, the host will spoil plots. You've been warned. Listen to their screams. Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast that feels like you're chatting with friends. I am one of your friends, Dave. We're joined, as always, by your other friend, Ike. Ike, how are you? I'm doing pretty spectacular. How are you doing today? I'm all right, and happy Thanksgiving to everyone. The day this is released, it is officially Thanksgiving. And uh, depending on when you listen, if you listen to it later in the day, by this time, I will be absolutely stuffed. And in a prone position somewhere. So I uh, I fully intend to just uh, eat myself into a zombie-like state. Yeah, pretty much the same. Um, I'll be uh, I'll be yeah, I just I'm I'm ready for some good food. I'm ready just to be off work, have a few days off, and just chill for the holidays. I'm ready for it. Yes, me too. And uh, keeping in the holiday spirit. Today's movie that we're reviewing is Thanksgiving, the new Eli Roth movie that's out in theaters. We're going to talk about that later in the show. Uh, before we get there, we'd like to give a special thanks to our wives, Monica and Kayla, uh, especially on the holiday, because both of them will be doing plenty of cooking to uh, help fatten us up even more. So uh, thank you for that. Uh, before we uh, get into everything else, Ike, uh, did you watch anything this week? Honestly, I, I didn't. Um, I, I have been going back through and watching some playthroughs of some of the uh, Five Nights at Freddy's games, um, mm-hmm. but I, but I haven't really watched anything of substance otherwise. <laughs> I mean, neither. Actually, I uh, man, I don't think I've watched much of anything. It's been it's crazy. It's always around this time with people being off at work. I'm super busy, so I often forget to turn stuff on. Even so, uh, nothing of note then either. So there you go. If, if anybody just tunes in to hear the what were we watching segment, well, you've been sorely disappointed. I'm sorry. Um, but I don't know why you're just tuning in to hear that. But oh, well. Okay. Uh, but that does bring us to our weekly segment. Stop the co-host. And this week we are hooking around for our trivia game called Stomp the Co-host. Uh, this is the uh, this is the one that Dave doesn't do very well in. And uh, let's see here. We have uh, played eight eight rounds of trivia, including the Halloween. And we have, uh, let's see, Ike has won four. I have won one. And we have had three draws. So <laughs> Ike is four, one, and three. I am one, four, and three. So there you go. Maybe I can get another win. I'm not, I'm not out of the running yet, but we are running out of weeks in the year. So yikes. So uh, let's see what we can do about that today. Ike, do you have your cards ready? I surely do. All right. Since you're in the lead, I'm going to put you in the hot spot uh, defending. I'm going to give you a question first. So your first question is, excuse me, in what movie could you find three individuals out in the woods with a video camera searching for a witch? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say that's the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, that's it. Good God. Come on. The, 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 how come how come the trivia gods just aren't they're not helping me any <laughs> not at all all right so ike's officially up one nothing so 
Let's see what happens. I usually don't play very good from behind. I don't play very good, period, but let's see what, <laughs> what happens. I, I have a feeling you've got this one. All right. Okay. Who was the host in the Tales from the Crypt TV series? Well, that would be the Crypt Keeper. Keeper. That is correct. The Crypt Keeper himself. All right. I actually got an easy one. <laughs> Woo. All right. Your second question. What 2017 Netflix film involves a boy who accidentally witnesses a cult ritual in his house and has to survive the night? Um, I, I think it's called like, um, uh, my babysitter is a serial killer or my babysitter is a killer or something like that. Um, is that your final answer? <sighs> no, I mean, that makes me sound, no, that definitely makes it sound like that's not right. It's like, <laughs> I, it, 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 my babysitter is it something or my babysitter did something. Obviously, I'm not going to look it up, but I know it's my babysitter is a something, but I cannot, I cannot figure it out. I can't remember. <laughs> it is just called the babysitter. Oh, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. All right. Two of them. <laughs> Here we go. I've got a chance. Go ahead with All my right. second question. Based on a book written by Jay Anson, what 2005 Supernatural remake stars Ryan Reynolds and Melissa George? Oh, that would be, uh, that'd be Amityville Horror. That is correct. I really, I didn't get it, know about the book part, but the remake Ryan Reynolds. Uh, <laughs> right! I'm actually in the lead for once. Holy shit. All <laughs> right, here we go. What? I'm ready. What room number, also the title of the movie, is a paranormal hotspot in this 2007 film starring John Cusack? Oh my god. I know what it's called. It's like, it's something 6-1. Um, I wouldn't know this. I haven't seen this movie. So I, I don't actually know the movie. Like, I've not seen it, but if I remember correctly, it's like, is it I think it's four numbers because like I want to say it's based off of like a hotel room from um, whatever the hotel is from The Shining um, or it's supposed to be like loosely inspired or something like that so is it 1408 it is 1408 yes because okay, it's got Sam Jackson in it. I know that it's John Cusack and Sam Jackson never seen it but I know of it all right, we're tied 2-2 again. I have a feeling you're going to get both of these, so I, I'm already pre preemptively uh, ready for my loss. But what type of virus is released in the 2016 movie Train to Busan? Hmm. Well, I have not seen the movie, but I'm pretty sure it's just I, – I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, there's zombies, so I guess it's a zombie virus. I don't know if there's a name for it or whatever, but – you are well, correct. It okay. is a zombie virus. <laughs> All right. Well, I was hoping there, there was, I was hoping there wasn't a name for it or something because I was like, I, I don't know. No, no creative name for the for the zombie virus this time. <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. Here's your last question. Uh, and if you miss this, I have automatically won this round. Woo! That's right. <laughs> oh, oh my! And this is a fitting question because this is a movie off the Dave watch list. Oh boy. What was the name of Buffalo Bill's dog in the Silence of the Lambs? 
I don't know. Um, <laughs> should have watched I, the movie. I really should have. Should have watched fucking Boston. God damn. Um, been telling you. Uh, I'm gonna. It's probably something stupid. It's probably <laughs> stupid name. Um, I love it. His dog's name is Lucky. His dog's name is Precious. Well, there you go. I, Woo! My my lack of watching Silence of the Lambs has aided right. you today. <laughs> I I have pushed you for weeks to watch that movie, and if you had listened yeah. to me. So, all right, I do have one more question, even though I've already won. Yeah, but let's see if uh see if I can get all four. All right, what 2014 horror comedy is about beavers becoming zombies? No, I have not seen this movie yet, but it's on my watch list because this sounds just ridiculous enough for me to like it. This is Zombievers. That is correct. Like I said, I only know that because that movie sounds stupid enough to me that I would like it. And uh, I have not watched it yet, but it is a movie that is on my list to watch. I I have seen it streaming. Like, I've seen it on a streaming service, and it just, I see it, and it makes me crack up every time I see it. So I will eventually yeah. watch it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds very silly. Uh, but you know, I I, uh, I typically like silly movies. That's right. All right. <laughs> so uh, Dave got the win there. So I'm I'm on a roll. I won two in a row, counting the Halloween. Uh, so that now puts us officially at uh, Ike with four wins, Dave with two wins, and we have three draws. So I am I'm closing the gap. That's right, closing the gap. See if, uh, see if we can get a couple more of these in before the end of the year to see yeah, if you, you can either tie it up or... You watch, we'll, <laughs> we'll end up in a tie. We'll end up like 4-4-4 four, four, and four or some weird... <laughs> and if that's the case, if, hey, that'd be alright, because if that's the case, then on our year in review, we may have to have a tiebreaker for that. So. True. Alright, well, there you have it. That is another edition of Stump, the co-host. Uh, and uh, if you were listening, you just heard the rare instance of me winning. So, <laughs> Yay. So, uh, I, let's see. I got some, man. I got some. Yeah. Again, if you had just watched the movie I've been telling you to watch, it would have helped you. No, it would have tied, uh, tied us up. Yep. So, uh, let me, uh, let me go take a victory lap. And when we come back, we'll have the news, birthdays, and anniversaries. So stick around. Make sure you subscribe to listen to their screams on your favorite podcast platform. Also, make sure you look us up on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, TikTok, and Slasher. All you have to do is look up Listen to Screams. That is Listen, the number two in Screams, and you can find us there. Also, make sure you go and buy yourself a Listen to Their Screams t-shirt. You can find all of our shirts at tinyurl.com Screams Shirts. Spread the news. Spread the news. Spread the news. And welcome back. Let's get into the news. All right. So we got some cool stuff coming up. Um, first thing here I'm actually super pumped about. It's a wonderful knife. Is coming to Shutter to stream on December 1st. Um, you know, I watched this uh, not too long ago in theaters. Uh, I was super stoked for this. Actually, to be fair, um, I'll be honest, I wasn't stoked for this movie. My wife was stoked for this movie, and she kind of was like, yeah, let's go watch it. And I'm like, ah, okay, I'll go watch it. But I'm so glad I did. Loved it a lot. So I'm super excited for Dave to watch it uh, on mm-hmm. Shudder. Yeah, it means that we'll be uh, be able to fully review it in December like we had planned. So. Holla holla. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about it. <laughs> I'm, 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 holla holla. Holla holla. 
but I, honestly, though, I'm excited for Dave to watch it because I, I think this is going to be one of those rare instances that, like, either he's going to really like it or he's going to really hate it. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And another streaming announcement, which I'm also super excited about, The Exorcist Believer coming to Peacock on December 1st as well. Um, this is actually one of those movies that I watched the one time, kind of been wanting to watch it again. So Peacock will have that on December 1st. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, we, you know, we did a review on this. So if anybody wants to know what we thought after seeing it in theaters, uh, go back and listen to that. And, uh, you know, if I remember right, I was, I was a little lukewarm on it, but I didn't, I didn't hate it, but, uh, yeah, it's a movie that I, I would definitely like to, to give another watch. Yep. That's right. That's right. And you are correct. You did have a lukewarm reception on it. Um, I had a little bit more positive reception, but we both enjoyed it for the most part. Uh, but like that, Dave said, just go ahead and give that a check out uh, on our one of our more recent episodes. It actually wasn't that long ago to think about it. Anywho, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. this, just a real quick note. This year has gone by so fast. It's not even funny. Like, I sometimes yeah. forget that, like, some of these movies we just reviewed not even a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, anywho, this one's actually very, very, very timely. But Nika has announced that John Carver, now, if you're wondering who John Carver is, we'll talk about it later. He's a character from the movie Thanksgiving. But he's going to have a figure based on the character from Thanksgiving, as I just said. And it will be released, including a uh, 7-inch deluxe figure and a Toonie Terrace figure, and an 8-inch clothes figure, and many more. Um, we'll talk about the movie later. I love this character, so I, I'm pretty stoked about a, uh, at a about a Nika action figure. I think that'll be really cool. Yeah, there, actually, there's all kinds of stuff. Uh, there's there's plush stuff. There's even a plush of uh, of the turkey guy from the parade, and, uh, <laughs> and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, yeah, there's all kinds of and clearly – Clearly, they, they had this all lined up, ready to do the the merchandise push on this. And uh, I mean, but uh, and again, we'll talk about it a little bit, but it, it, it is highly appropriate because John Carver is a really a, a marketable, memorable character. Uh, so. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, one little bit of I guess I, I would say this is bad news. Melissa um, Barrera, uh, who for those who are not wise to it, who maybe who haven't seen the movies yet. Uh, plays a character named Sam Carpenter in the most recent uh, sequel slash requels to the Scream franchise has been announced uh, reportedly. Again, this hasn't been uh, fully substantiated, but it is reported that she will no longer be uh, starring in Scream 7, according to the Hollywood Reporter Online. Um, The actor was dropped from the project after a series of social media posts in the wake of the Israel-Hamas war. Barrera played Sam Carpenter, as mentioned, in Scream and Scream 6. And again, unconfirmed, just a rumor at this point. Um, You know, and obviously we don't want to get too much into the politics of this, but this is a very unfortunate announcement. Uh, Melissa Barrera was a fantastic asset to the, uh, the films in question, so it is definitely sad to see her go. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure it is a... Oh, man, I'm sure it's completely upended their plans for the yeah. next movie. Uh, there is lots of reports that Nev Campbell will be back for for Scream 7. Uh, so I'm sure they had it mapped out. And, you know, like when we when we reviewed Scream 6, we talked about how it partially felt like they had and t- thought that Nev Campbell would be there. And then when she they found out she wasn't going to be, they, they had to kind of alter things. And maybe that that hurt the film. And uh, so I wonder what, you know, again, they haven't even started filming this thing. So it's, you know, we're a long way from uh, from that, from worrying about that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's 
it's going to be weird. I would find it a little humorous if they do the exact same thing they did with, with Nev Campbell's character, Sydney, and they just like, uh, you know, talk to her sister like, oh, so how's Sam? Oh, she's doing great. And just just play it off like she, like they did with with Sydney. I would find that a little humorous, but um, I, I don't know. It, it's, um, it is unfortunate. It, it is what it is. This stuff happens. And uh, but it's, you know, while we had some, you know, I had some disappointments with Scream 6. The, the rumor that, ne- you know, Nev Campbell was coming back, it made me hopeful for this, the seven. I really was hoping they would go out strong and everything else. And now, I don't know, now that there's a little, you know, things in flux and things happening, it makes me wonder what, you know, what what will we get now? And, uh, yeah. you know, what will happen? And uh, it, it clearly will not be the product they had intended. And again, you know, I mean, this is a reputable source. The only reason that we're actually putting it out there is because it is a reputable source. That's reporting yeah. this, but it has not been confirmed on the studio side or the, the the film side. So at this stage of the game, until there's an official statement from them, I, you know, we we have to tag it as a rumor. Um, yeah. But it is, you know, and it's just broke just a little bit before we we started recording. And it, uh, but it and it's spread like wildfire already. I mean, everybody online is talking about this already, and um, and, and everybody. Politics side, right? We're not talking politics here. We're, we we're, we just don't do that, right? That doesn't have any. There's no skin in this game with for us with politics and what we're talking here. Um, for what we do, but all that aside, I mean, the consensus is, you know, it's, it's disappointing she won't be there. Whether yeah. you you know whether you agree, you disagree, whatever. That's beside the point. It is disappointing that, that she will not be in the next film. So, uh, uh, rumored allegedly. So we'll. We'll see what happens. Yo, hey, what you know? Fingers crossed that maybe someone jumped the gun in reporting this. It's not like that hadn't happened before. Yeah. And, um, so um, I don't know. We'll see. But as we stand now, that's that's the word. That's the rumor. So we'll we'll see how this pans out. So don't shoot us. We're just reporting. Or we're just reporting what we hear. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't shoot the messenger. This is that's right. Also unsubstantiated. Yeah. All right. On a lighter note, let's talk about some birthdays. Got some pretty cool ones. Uh, November 23rd, 1987, Boris Karloff, Frankenstein, among other fantastical characters from the day and age of Boris Karloff. Um, obviously, uh, Dave loves Boris Karloff. I love Boris Karloff. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a very big discussion um, because it's one of my favorite things to talk about uh, the history of horror movies and the history of uh, some of the movies that really created the, the genre and Frankenstein definitely aided in the contribution of horror in the uh, grand scheme of things. So Boris Karloff yep. is a legend, absolutely. Yep, it, he is. And then in his portrayal of Frankenstein, again, we, we talked about it not too long ago when we talked about Bela Lugosi and his birthday. The, uh, you know, Boris Karloff's portrayal of Frankenstein, that is that is the consensus pop culture. That is what we what we see, you know, the, the flat head, this and that, blah, blah, blah. That's. That's uh that's Boris Karloff's interpret you know or, or you know I'm not saying he was the one that designed it per se, but his right. you know his portrayal of it that's that's what we mostly envision, you know uh, when we when we envision Frankenstein and he was he was perfect in the role, um he he knew what to do he knew how to act it, uh, you know I mean up to removing you know he had a bridge and he removed the bridge, and his mouth to help give that his face that sunken look a little more that was perfect and just this and that but. Uh, and on top of everything else, you hear the stories that mean, I mean, Boris Karloff was just was such a great guy, right? You always hear how, you know, he was, you know, such a sweet guy. Uh, it's so good to the fans he, up to, you know, all the way up to his death. Um, and, you know, he, 
it was just he continually worked, right? He just acted in all sorts of things because he enjoyed it and, and did lots of things. Uh, later in his life, did did some things. Um, I, I don't want to say spoof or, or made fun of, but tongue in cheek about the Frankenstein character, you know, on yeah. some comedy shows and different things, you know, taking it taking it all in, in jest that you know, hey, you know, it, it's fun and um, a, you know, a good, you know, a good uh, in good spirits about it. So, and uh, you know, and he did, you know, there were scenes in that where he had to to carry the the girl up the windmill and this or the the guy up the the doctor up the windmill and stuff. And it hurt his back and he had to do, you know, take after take after take. And he continued to do it and and never complain. And I mean, you know, just you hear all kinds of great stories about Boris Karloff. I, I love Boris Karloff. And uh, again, like we've said a million times, everybody knows how much I love. I love that his movie that, you know, 1931's Frankenstein. So, um, and, you know, I, I feel like this is one of the, the more iconic birthdays that we can that we can celebrate. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And then we also have ninth, I'm sorry, November 24th, 1916, Forrest J. Ackerman, the founding editor of the Famous Monsters of Filmland magazine. Um, I'm not familiar with this at all, but I'm sure Dave is. Yeah, I mean, this is for anybody that's a little bit older. Uh, the, the, the magazine actually kind of predates me somewhat. There, there was still some in print when I was young, but uh, I had a ton secondhand. Um, but uh, for older fans, this was, uh, you know, this was the, the, the it thing for monsters, uh, monster movies and, and horror and everything else. This magazine and Forrest J. Ackerman was, you know, uh, you know, Uncle Forrest, Uncle Fozzie was was the greatest. He was the guy. I mean, he was he was such a supporter of monster movies and horror uh, had an iconic. His home was in California, this iconic collection of, of memorabilia, just un. Believable. I mean, just so many masks and props and everything else. And um, was such. I mean, if anybody was going and got in touch with him, he would just bring people in and tour his home and show him stuff and, and everything. Just you know, he was just such a proponer. You know, and dabbled in you know some some film stuff. Uh, you know, trying to some low you know B movie type stuff. You know, of uh, producing and doing different things and and different other magazines as well. Uh, but famous monsters. You know, which you know now famous monsters. Hopefully we'll have a bit of a resurgence in, in different avenues because the uh, what's his name Corey Taylor from Slipknot I think is that his name yeah. uh, he he knows he owns the the trademark now and the company now and uh, I don't know whether they're going to go back to to actual printing per se but there's supposedly going to be some convention stuff and marketing stuff and different things that they're going to do to try to bring the name back into the modern times uh, but uh, yeah for for older fans of monster movies and and horror I mean you know famous monsters. I mean, that's it's iconic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I haven't heard of it, but, you know, at the same time, it's definitely a little bit before my time. But it's cool to hear that they're going to make a hopefully resurgence with this. So very cool. Yeah. And I and mean, have- little little known the, you know, the the logo, our logo for uh, all of our banners and artwork and this and that. Um, is uh, that that font is the the old famous monsters font. So. Well, I don't know. I actually didn't know that. <laughs> well, that's good to know. little fun fact, a little behind the scenes for you. Can't beat that. All right. So we have two more, uh, two more little birthdays here. On November 28th, 1958, we have Tom Matthews, who is Tommy and Friday the 13th, part six. Um, trying to remember. That's that's the Jason. Jason lives, right? That's the one where he comes back mm-hmm. from the dead. OK, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I was thinking. 
Um, so we've actually talked about a lot, you know, some of our favorite Friday 13th films. We talked about this one quite a bit because uh, there's a lot of correlations between this and Frankenstein. So this is a conversation we've had many a time before for this movie. But, uh, you know, Tom Matthews is fantastic. Uh, he did a really good job as Tommy Jarvis, um, even though I think uh, Corey Feldman was maybe a little bit better as ch- uh, kid Tommy in uh, part four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, you know, this is a I, I, part six is a fun movie. I love part six. And yeah, yeah. he did. A, he did a good job. And like I said, uh, we talked about recently. uh it's a couple of uh, fan films recently, I think, called Never Hike Alone and Never Hike Alone 2. And uh, Tom Matthews is in them, re- reprising his role as Tommy. And uh, so it's, uh, yeah, fun stuff. Yeah, I need to check those out. I know you sent those to me, and, you know, I, I love a good fan film. So, And then I guess I got to mention his birthday, but also <laughs> on November 28th, uh, one of the wives, Monica, that's her birthday. So. Yep. Happy birthday, Monica. Um, even though, um, even though you stressed me out on the show, I wish you a happy birthday nonetheless. <laughs> yes, yes. Even though, even though she gives us hell on here and uh, and the wives are buttles and so forth, but uh, yes, it it, it 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 is her birthday, so happy birthday, dear. There you go. All right, so a couple of upcoming movie anniversaries. Uh, these are actually both shared with uh, Monica's birthday, funnily enough. Um, but uh, November. T- <laughs> But uh, 1928, 1989, Psycho Cop. Um, I've never seen Psycho Cop, but I, uh, I've heard a lot of good stuff about it. <laughs> is it on the list? Is it on the day's watch list? I don't think so, but I, I'll put uh, it on there. Yes, <laughs> put it on there. Uh, there are a couple sequels that are not, they're not as good. But man, the first one, I love Psycho Cop. Psycho Cop, again, is a fun, fun 80s movie. And uh, it, it's just it's just fun. It's It's got a great premise, and it's a, it's a fun movie. Got to watch it. Gotta watch it. All right, it's on the list. And then we also have a newer movie, November 28, 2014, The Babadook. The Babadook. <laughs> Love The Babadook. Um, it's one of my favorite movies from the you know 2010s. Um, it, it's a very divisive movie. Uh, I've seen a lot of negative reception for the movie online. A lot of people don't think it's that scary. You know, a lot of people aren't really into that kind of horror. Uh, and that's cool, you know. It's not everybody's, you know, cup of tea, but I quite enjoyed that movie. I think it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. And I mean, <laughs> just just the name alone, it's just such a fun word to say, Babadook. Babadook. Sounds like uh, a cartoon character. It does. It does very much sound like a cartoon character. I, it makes me think that I'm going to be like, oh, here comes the good old Babadook. <laughs> All right. And we have some upcoming releases. Uh, we actually talked about one of these last week. And then mm-hmm. um, I saw the trailer for the other one of this on TikTok. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, upcoming releases. Bloomhouse's upcoming movie, Imaginary, released their first trailer. The movie is described as a woman returns to her childhood home to discover that the imaginary friend she left behind is very real and very unhappy that she had abandoned him. The movie is scheduled to be released in theaters March 8th, 2024. Um, I saw this trailer actually on TikTok, weirdly enough, my wife sent it to me, um, which I think there's also a huge conversation to talk about the, the absolute, you know, powerhouse of marketing that is TikTok. TikTok is so crazy with that stuff. Um, but this looks great. I will definitely be watching this. I'll watch anything Bloomhouse, quite frankly. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, (laughs) the, the imaginary friend concept, well, while nothing new and whatever else it, it is clever. It is fun. Uh, there's so much they could do with it. And uh, I mean, it, you know, exceptionally creepy. Yeah, absolutely. 
And then the other film, which actually we talked about a little bit last week, is Founders Day. This is coming to theaters January 19, 2024. And the movie is a political slasher and described as a small town is shaken by a series of ominous killings in the days leading up to a heated mayoral election. So last week, I, I guess I sort of incorrectly compared it to Thanksgiving and said it was mm-hmm. sort of a knockoff. So I guess it's <laughs> technically not a knockoff. Um, but when I watched the trailer, it just seems super like close to the like the same like like the killer wears a mask, okay, and it looks very close to John Carver. So I, I you know, don't come for me with that one. I guess we'll watch it in January <laughs> and see how that how that plays out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, I mean, you know, sounds intriguing. I'll you know, I'll give anything a shot. Uh, sounds interesting, and I'm I'm sure it'll be a uh, Strong candidate for a uh, January review for us. Yep, that's right. Can't be the slasher in January. All right. So there you have it. That's all the news, upcoming releases, birthdays, and so on. Um, you know, I always say it. Say it once. I'll say it a million times. If you don't follow us on social media, you're a fucking loser. Um, so follow us on social media. Make sure you follow us for all these news and things because uh, you hear it on here. But we like to remind you when it happens. Keep you immersed. Give you the full immersive experience. Um, with that being said, <laughs> up next, we have our official review of Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. Stick around. Listen to Their Screams is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code listen to screams at checkout. That is listen to number two and screams. Or you can click the link in the show notes. All right, and we are back here on Listen to Their Screams, and we are reviewing Thanksgiving. A movie was written uh, by Jeff Rindle. Well, actually, it's it's a story by Eli Roth. The screenplay is by Jeff Rindle and is directed, of course, by Eli Roth, uh, starring Patrick Dempsey, Ty Olson, Gina Garshman, Lynn Griffin, all kinds of other people. Uh, there's all kinds of great people in this movie. Uh, it just recently came out in theaters. Uh we will have next episode. We will probably talk the opening weekend box office numbers. I do not have those in front of me, uh, but from what I've seen, what I've read and even what I experienced going to the theater, it looks like it's done well. Um, so I, I think it's done, done really, really well. Um, hopefully so. I mean, like we said, we we've got a run of, of horror movies performing well, particularly on their opening weekends. And I don't, I don't think it's going to be any different. Um, again, this movie uh, just recently came out and um, man, I got to say, um, I, I don't want to I don't want I know we give spoilers and we give the warning, but I don't want to give away the big the big reveal like on who the killer is okay. because it's such, still such a new movie. Uh, well, let's let's leave that. But I will say this. Number one, I fucking love this movie. This movie was so much fun. This movie had all the vibes and feel of like an old slasher type movie. Right. It just it was fun. It, it was well paced. Had a little gore, but not too much gore for those who don't like it or who do like it. There was some in there. And, and it also didn't – it really didn't fall in too many of the traps of, of 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 being too cheesy, right? There wasn't a whole lot of that. There was one line where they say something about this year there will be no leftovers. That eh, was a little cheesy. That was the only point in the movie I thought, man, ah, that line was cheesy. Otherwise, I thought I thought it was pretty well, pretty good um, without, you know, avoiding the you know the cheesy stuff. Um, it uh, It had – it had, like we talked about earlier, it had that marketable, memorable killer, main character killer, right? That 
who absolutely who is the John Carver, right? Uh, the, who is a historical character, but I, I assume, I, I suppose, I don't know a lot about him. I've heard that name, but um, this is uh, who clearly is absolutely um, got the potential to just go right up there as one of the one of the iconics of all time because uh, it's a, it's a great look. I mean, nothing nothing fancy, right? It's um, you know, it's just a mask of him and it looks like a pilgrim. But it uh, but it works, right? It, it it you know, and he's got the you know kills primarily with an axe. It fits. It's it's just got all the all the all the rules, right? Of of being iconic and setting up what could be a, a really good franchise. I think I think there's a lot they could do with it, and they obviously left the door open for yeah. for future installments. And um, but the movie to me was fun, right? It was some really, I mean, there were some great kills. Some really, really great kills. We'll talk about a couple of those because that's where the spoilers come in. Uh, I, I do want to talk about a couple of the kills. But yeah. the one thing that this movie did really well for me is um, I didn't I didn't know for sure who was going to be the killer. Um, I had three or four potentials, and I kept going back and forth on who, who it was, right? There was, some, there was one or two that they were obviously trying to push, and you thought, ah, it's not going to be them. It's not going to be them. But I had I had two or three that I thought oh it could be, and uh, and it turned out to be one of the one of the ones I thought that it could be, but there wasn't enough there that I definitively knew, which I liked right it kept me int- intrigued it kept me watching for for any little breadcrumbs that might help me kind of determine who it was, and even when there was a reveal and I was like oh okay yeah there it is it's him, and even though I thought it, it could have been this person or this character, um I wasn't disappointed because again I wasn't 100% sold. On, on right. which way they were going yet. And, and I like that, right? It, it it worked well. And while it wasn't anything huge and groundbreaking or, you know, genre changing, it was all right. It it worked. It made sense. It was, you know, to me, it was simple, clean and fun. And it, it, it worked. And um, and I don't know. I just I, I thought the movie was so damn enjoyable. And I already this is already going to be a yearly watch for me. No, just no doubt about it. Absolutely. So here's what I'll say. Um, obviously, like you said, no spoilers. Not going to spoil nothing. Don't want to give anybody any hints. But I do have to agree. I completely had no idea who the killer was. I had a couple ideas, but when they revealed it at the end, I was not expecting who it was. So I'm not going to say any more than that. Um, but to add a couple comments, uh, the people who act in this film did fantastic. Uh, mm. There is a supernatural alumni in this movie. Uh, it Jay is. Olson, yeah. Who plays Benny. Benny. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, my wife was sitting next to me. And she was like, I know that guy. I've seen him before. And I'm like, Benny. Like, Benny's mm-hmm. my boy, Benny. And, you know, everybody in this movie just did so so good. They, they, they played the character that they were meant to play so freaking well. I mean, uh, there were a couple characters that were truly meant to be hateable, and they were very hated. Um, hated their guts 100%. And um, this is actually one of the things about Thanksgiving that I think I really appreciate is that uh, it, it definitely didn't take itself super seriously. I think one of the yeah. biggest issues with a lot of horror movies that we see nowadays is that they really try and be serious. They really try and be super, um, you know, I'm trying to think of the word, but just super sophisticated, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to realize that sometimes horror movies don't need to be sophisticated art pieces um, that talk about, you know, these super deep issues. 
Now, I will say that there is a deep undertone of anti-commercialism in this. Um, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, literally, it's about a Black Friday incident. And, yeah. So, you know, the kind of the, the gist of this movie, you know, it, it just, it was super good. Had a lot of great kills. Honestly, some really brutal scenery and kills and moments. Things that I truly were not expecting from this movie. You know, I... I've seen a number of Eli Roth movies such as Hostel, The Green Inferno, you know, and, and those are some pretty extreme examples of his movies because they are very, very gruesome and very violent. So when I went into this movie, I, I was sort of thinking that he was not going to go super far out there because just based on the kind of movie this was, you know, where they were going with it, I didn't think he was going to go that route, but he did. And this movie had a lot of fantastic kills. They were super yep. brutal, very bloody, very just gory and just oh, very beautiful. Yep. There are there and, are uh, three moments that jumped out at me in this. And again, I don't yeah. want us to I don't want us to super give these away because uh, I, I want people to appreciate them when they watch them. But just the gist of them. Number one, the the trampoline kill was beautiful. Yes. And that made me cringe. And even though when it was happening, I thought I, I kind of knew what was going to happen. It made me cringe. Number two, the or uh, these may be out of order, but the one with the, the waitress in the diner, it wasn't even the kill, but yeah. it was the getting her wet and sticking her against the refrigerator inside the freezer door. I was like, just to, just to put her in place, just to hold her so while he went and got a weapon. And yeah. I thought, man, that was it was very clever. Again, made me cringe. And, uh, you know, obviously made, you know, gave you gave you thoughts of, you know, a Christmas story with the tongue on the flagpole thing. It did. But then the most brilliant. And again, I don't want to give details, but just let's just say the oven kill was yeah. absolutely a thing of, of grotesque beauty <laughs> and, and the aftermath of it. And when it was happening and developing, I kept thinking, man, are they going to are they going to see this through? Are they really going to do this? And they did. And it was it, I I have. It happened, and it both simultaneously kind of made me cringe and giggle because it was it was funny and had some really, really hilarious aspects of it. But then it was like, ugh, this was really kind of – but it was it was clever, and, and it looked so good, everything about it. So those three jumped at me. But again, there was – yeah, you're right. There was lots of others. And that's why I said this movie, it feels – it feels like a, a flashback. It feels retro without feeling like dated. It, it, right. it has, it, it inspires all the same feels of when you watched like a good Friday the 13th movie or something where it's not overly complicated per se, but it's just, it's, it's entertaining. It's fun. It's clever. Got a little humor in it, you know, a little twist or two to keep you on your toes, but it doesn't try to pretend that it's something that it's not. It just tries, you know, it just has fun. And, um, and I think they pulled it off brilliantly. Yeah. No, and I did want to add one other thing. The entire opening sequence of this movie, um, again, not going to throw any you know major spoilers out, but the entire opening sequence of this movie was so well done. I mean, it, it just, it felt just, it just felt very cohesive. It felt natural. It honestly just felt like, because for a slight, bit of context it's supposed to be a uh, little bit of a what's the word a uh, flashback kind of in the very beginning but it yeah doesn't feel like it. it it just feels like part of the story and it feels like a very necessary part of the story it didn't 
use any of the cheesy ways that sometimes movies use to try and like flashback. It just seemed like a cohesive story and it was so well done. But that opening scene, what? the first like 20 minutes. Right? Yeah, you're talking about the Black Friday, right? The, the whole yeah. Black Friday thing. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of the foundation that the whole movie's built on, right? Because of what happened in that first 15, 20 minutes, that Black Friday, that's that's what the entire movie is based on and, and how yeah. people, how these characters came to be and situations came to be and everything else. It is it is literally what the entire story spun out of. And um, and it, man, it was just, it was chaotic and crazy and had so much there were so many fun like kills and injuries and different things and then just literally that whole aspect of the that's you know that's where the commercialism side of things were happening but people were so consumed by the sale that they didn't either didn't care or didn't notice some of the things that were happening around them and it was uh and it was uh it was just it was great and it and and and, I, and even how they how they set up that it, it occurred right where it spawned out of these main characters and a little high school rivalry they had with another high school that really kind of really spawned this entire thing of happening, um, you know because without without that it really wouldn't have got probably occurred and, and got out of hand and it's uh right. and all all that's I mean that is literally the foundation that everything's built upon and um it was it was just it was crazy. It was great. I mean, that that alone was worth the movie itself. Just watching that. that that's what I was gonna say. That, that opening scene was just insane. Um, and, and, and like you said, the entire film is predicated by this. It, it, it is the literal basis and foundation of everything that happens. Now, I will say something too is that something I enjoyed about this movie is they they didn't try to make the killer understandable. You know what I mean? Like. In my opinion, the killer, no, no spoilers here, but the killer, their, their, he or she's rationale to this was not justified, at least in my opinion. I I felt like as much as they might, as much as you might want to sympathize with this person's uh, reasoning, it it to me felt very unjustified. Um, And honestly, it, it felt a little chaotic, but it still sort of makes you look into the mind of someone who is sick, sick in the head. And it it was, it was very interesting when they did make the reveal. And I was like, okay, I mean, I see why he did, why, why they did, I should say, I keep wanting to say (laughs) he, but it's, it, it, it may not be a he, but it just makes you look at it and say, wow. Okay. I guess I, it makes sense, but it also doesn't, um, which I, which I enjoyed because, it definitely created some sort of divide in your head because sometimes you watch these movies and you're like, okay, I mean, I, I guess it makes sense. You know what I mean? I, it makes sense why this person does what they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But, but, but it is, but. it is the perfect villain foundation because the best villain, whether you agree with them or not, the best villain can justify what they're doing in their head. And they, they, they don't think they're the villain. They think they're doing the right thing and for the right reasons. And they think everybody else is wrong. So while we can sit here and think it was a little, that's a stretch, right? That, it's a little much that, that, of what happened there. And, um, and, and it's a shaky foundation for why you did that. You can also say, okay, in, in his shoes, not saying you would do it, but in their shoes, we say his, go, what, God damn it, we just keep whatever. Anyway, in that person, that character's shoes, you can see how they're, they think they're justified. 
you can see how with a, a the the the, the it needs some trauma, some mental instability, or whatever it might be, uh, how they can feel justified in their actions. So, uh, it, it, you know, it's at least there's something there, right? That you can say, yeah, I can see it, even if it's not not right. I can see right. it, so that it, it's not just a whole. Well, you know, why the fuck is this person? Why are they even doing that? <laughs> It makes no sense. Why? Why would they even do this? Um, there's at least enough reasoning there to say, okay, well, I, I kind of see how this person snapped and and right. went down this route. So it's funny you say shoes because shoes is kind of what throws the throws mm. ever basically what gets the person in trouble. Yeah. So it's it's funny you said shoes, but anyways, um, I think the only thing I want to really kind of talk about this movie is that you know I. I something I was skeptical about, about going into it. Um, but I think it kind of played into it a little well because this movie has a lot of fantastic actors. And I mean, Patrick Dempsey is, I mean, he alone carries this movie. I mean, he's super funny. I, I think his character is quite hilarious because he has some funny little quips and um, kind of how he faces the danger, you know. People's uh, sexiest man of the year. That's right. That's right. But it's also it's Patrick Dempsey. I mean, come on, he's he's hilarious. Mc, um, McDreamy. McDreamy. It's funny because he's. I mean, at least as far as I know, he's only been in two horror movies, which is this one in Scream Three, right? Yes. I mean, he's alluded to obviously because he uh, his character ends up marrying Sydney, so they mention him by name later, and whatever the the actual Scream later Scream. I think they mention him when they're talking to Nev, you know. They yeah. mentioned his character, but uh, yeah. So perhaps I wonder. It, it is curious. I wonder with, if Nev Campbell does come back, if there's a chance he'll be back too. I think that'd be cool. But you know, the kind of thing I was nervous about with uh, Thanksgiving, though. Um, speaking of actors, is they had some of these really great actors that have and actresses that have been in stuff before. But you also had Addison Ray. So for people who don't know, Addison Ray is literally just a TikToker, and I don't mean that in like a derogatory way. I mean she is just a TikToker. Um, but I'm pretty sure this is her first acting credit, but, um, she plays the, uh, the, the girl that I think she ends up surviving. I'm pretty sure, um, I could be wrong, but she's with the, one of the main guys, um, oh man, I can't remember her name now. Um, I'm gonna look her up while I'm talking here, but, uh, her name is Gabby. So she's with, yeah, she's with Evan. Um, which is again, I don't want to throw any spoilers out there. Is is that <laughs> is, is Gabby the uh, the Russian girl? No, she's the non-Russian girl. Okay, so she's not she's not the main character girl. No, no, no not the main she's, girl, and not the Russian girl. She's the third girl in this friend group. Yes. Gotcha. Got okay. It. Yeah. So, but but Addison Ray, I I think she has a couple. Actually, she does have a couple of other acting credits. But yeah. I think this is like her actual first movie because she'd been like TV shows and stuff before. But I think this is pretty, I'm pretty sure this is her first movie. I, I could be wrong, but I thought she did pretty good because going into it, I saw the, the, the acting, you know, the, the credits and stuff like that. And I was kind of worried. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't see how she fits into the movie or fits into the kind of storyline overall or how she could fit into the cast overall. But I will give her props. She did very good. You know, she did a, a fantastic job playing the character she was meant to play. It was very believable. So 
you know, I did want to mention that one little snippet that I was yeah. very pleasantly surprised that somebody who was known for TikTok it made it their way into this movie, and in my opinion, was a very successful and enjoyable part of the movie. So, just a little yeah. nod of the hat to her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what she didn't have a huge role. I mean, it was a, a pretty good role, but not, you yeah. know, not like you know this super large role. But yeah, she, uh, yeah, they, they did all right. I think everybody acted really well in it. Uh, I didn't. No one, no one jumped out at me as. It's really, uh, you know, stinking up the joint. Uh, I think I think everybody held their own enough in the ensemble kind of cast that they had, and um, it, it worked well. I, I, yeah. I thought it was I thought it was thought it was well. I agree, I agree. But uh, I think uh, I can't think of anything else I want to add to this. I guess it's time for us to go ahead and throw a, a rating at this bitch. Yeah. Do you want to go or you want me to go? Um, you can go. I'll let you go first. You All right. Me. Well, since uh, <laughs> since we we pretty much rate movies on enjoyability for us, um, but again, I don't I don't creatively see any flaws in it. Um, right. Like I said, this this movie absolutely just it it, it it's right in my wheelhouse of the type of movie I like. It yeah. was uh, it was fun. Uh, it, you know, it was quick quick moving enough. It you know kept my attention. Uh, just it had everything everything that I like in a horror movie. That uh, my favorite horror movies uh, that I enjoy. So, uh, and again, this will be absolutely a yearly rewatch. I'm so glad now that there's a strong movie to to watch every year around Thanksgiving. What? Uh, Thank Kelly's not good yeah. enough for you. No, no, no. Even no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I tried. <laughs> I, I tried and wanted to like it, but I, I'm sorry to those 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 all the, all them. But nah, just doesn't have the rewatchability for me. But uh, this one does. <laughs> Uh, so uh, just based on all that alone, I, I mean, man, <laughs> I have to say, I, I got to say I'm, I'm going all I, I got to give it a four out of five because I don't I don't see anything about this movie for me personally that that I disliked. I don't think it's groundbreaking uh, at all or anything else, but I don't see flaws in it. And um, I don't know. I mean, I know some people are going to look at it with a critical eye and they're going to say, well, you know, this, this, that it's, it wasn't super. I what you know who cares and um i just don't i don't see any major flaws in it for me uh as as the entertainment value and and, and how fun it was and uh so you know since we since we rate on enjoyment not necessarily whatever technicality the technical aspects uh this i think this movie's pulling a four out of five for me yeah i i honestly have to agree and the reason i have to agree with you for the four out of five rating is primarily because when you look at this movie, you're going to see a slasher, right? This is a true-to-form slasher. This reminds me of the old days of slashers. This reminds me of the golden age where you can make a movie with a somewhat unrealistic plot line. You could, because, I mean, it's not even that unrealistic, really, though. But, I mean, you make this movie, you kind of expand, and you, you know, you use hyperbole, and you really just throw out there all these kind of crazy ideas but you're able to make this cohesive story and you're using these actors who some of them are very well established to create the story that, I mean, it, it, like I said, it, it's not that crazy. It's a little crazy, but it's not that crazy. It has a very fun, enjoyable story. It's something that I would definitely rewatch. I, I would watch another movie if they made another one. I, I told that yeah. to Kayla. I said, I, I could see them making another movie. They, they definitely left it open on a cliffhanger. You know, the, I think John Carver could come back for sure. 
and I hope he does. You know, I hope John Carver's yeah. character, the uh, the serial killer, or who, you know, the mask. I hope they do come back because I think there's so much you could do with this character, and it could be a a horror movie icon one day. Um, so yeah, yeah, four out of five for me. It just this movie did a lot for me. It, it really, yep. like you said, it struck my wheelhouse. It's a slasher. It was fun. It was funny. I chuckled heartily at a few parts, and I was just like, you know, this is a fun, enjoyable movie. So, for sure, four out of five for me as well. Yep, I, I like I said, I think they, they, I, John Carver's a very iconic character that can really, it can really stand the test of time, depending on what they do yeah. with it. And, and again, without giving away any major spoilers, they've obviously left the door open for sequels, but they've also, I don't know how to put this without giving anything away. They have they have left the door open where they could do quite a bit with a sequel. And uh, it, it, let's just say they could very much have John Carver come back without even necessarily casting the person who played John Carver in this one. Yeah, absolutely. That's what so I was going to say, too. They, they, they've left it open in case something happened, you know, in, in case they need to. Right. Creative creatively, they could they could do something with that. And uh, so that that's that, that's a that's a plus, I think, uh, you know, and who knows? I mean, this, you know, there's a lot you know, with streaming services or whatever we could, you know, if we get we could get several more of these. Um, who knows? And I hope we do. I hope we do you know, at least get another. And uh, the way they left it open, one would hope that maybe Eli Roth has some already has some ideals in mind of, yeah. of, of something to do. Um, but again, I, I, I love the movie. I thought it was, it was so enjoyable. And um, I think when we have our talks. As we sit right now, as when we have our talks about our favorite of the year, this 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 one's going to be in the running for me so yeah. far. It's just because it was. I mean, again, I I don't I don't really know what people are saying about it. I don't know what the you know people are rating this thing or whatever. I've not really paid much attention online to this per se. Been too busy. Um, <laughs> but I just don't I don't see how people could find flaws with it. It just yeah. it was just because it's it's fun and it's enjoyable and. Man, if you can't let loose and just have fun with the movie, I don't, I don't know. I don't think you're doing it right. And, uh, yeah. you know, and I, and I know, I know there are people out there who have trouble with that, obviously, but, and are overly critical. Uh, but, you know, I thought it was a blast. It was, uh, it was a blast to see it in the theater. It was a blast to see it so close to Thanksgiving. Um, and again, though, I am, you know, I am a sucker for holiday horror. I do love yeah. holiday horror themed horror. And, um, you know, and obviously, you know, we've we've got a slew of great, you know, Christmas horror movies. Uh, there's there's a ton of those out there, some really really great ones. And then, you know, I mean, a bunch. But you know, we don't we don't have a lot of good Thanksgiving ones, obviously, and some of the other holidays. So I'm I'm glad to see uh, someone has creatively come up with something for for an underutilized holiday in the horror genre. So hats yeah. off. And uh, <laughs> hats off indeed. <laughs> Pilgrim hats or whatever they're Pilgrim called. Hats. Yeah, the buckle hats or whatever they call them. Yeah, buckle, whatever. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like again, an iconic like it's it's one of those characters that I we're gonna no doubt seeing start seeing people cosplaying at in conventions. I can only imagine. I mean, it's just it's great looking character. It, that's and, what uh, I was gonna say too. I think this will be a a really good like this will be a good Halloween character for next year. I think a lot of people will dress up as him. Um, yeah. it's just it's super simple. Black clothing, the mask. And a hat and boots or whatever you want to wear. <laughs> yep, and that's I mean again that's that's why I think they were ready to roll out the merchandising for it because it's such a great looking character. That's a uh, you know 
underutilized. You don't, you don't, you know, a killer pilgrim character. You don't, you know, it's not out there and it's, it's great. I mean, I, I definitely want, you know, some figures of it. I, I mean, I definitely would want the Toonie Terror. I definitely would love to have the six inch kind of deluxe figure, you know, and whatever. I mean, there's lots of things I'd, you know, like to have for it. I think it's a great looking character. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of it already. Just with the one movie. David and, uh, is a uh, John Carver stand. <laughs> I am. Yeah. And even if, I mean, even if this is all we get, it's just this one. It, it's going to be one of those movies that years from now, I'll still be saying, oh, that was, a you know, you know, like a like a sleepaway camp or like a killer clowns or whatever. It's going to be one of those movies that I'm going to say, oh, this is just a fun movie that I always loved watching. That was just enjoyable. And I like to go back to and uh, it, yeah. it fits, you know, vibe wise and, and the, the feeling wise for me watching it. It fits right up with those kind of movies as uh, just being something that's you know really fun and enjoyable and uh, and easy to watch. So. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. And uh, I think, we need uh, we need more movies like that. We need more movies that don't try to overly take themselves and try to be too ar- overly artistic. And there's places for that or whatever else. But there's also some people just need to learn to go out and just make a fun movie. Yeah. And I, and I honestly, I think, you know, before we close that, I think that was the intention here because it's very yeah. clear. I think that when Eli Roth went in to make this movie, he said, you know, obviously I could be just making shit up, but in my mind, how I envisioned his conversation with his producers and stuff was, I just want to make a good movie. I want to make a fun, I want to make an enjoyable slasher, something that we don't see often. And I just wanted to really hit home for those real true slasher fans, because really that's how it came across. It came across with, as a movie with some passion to it. So, um, I'm glad I mean, it got made. <laughs> yeah. You mean, you mean you're not the official spokesperson for Eli Roth where you can, you can definitively say that with. I'm not, but if Eli Roth wants to hit me up and, and, and employ me to do that, I will 100% do that. <laughs> Willing <Yeah>. to relocate. <laughs> oh, oh, Eli Roth. Uh, <laughs> hire and listen to the screams for his. Uh... <laughs> his official spokespeople. Well. <laughs> I just have to laugh at that because of. Oh, oh, Eli wouldn't know what he was doing there. <laughs> No, he, he, if he hired us, I think that'd probably be a pretty bad financial decision. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and anything Eli Roth makes him now on, I'd like storm in his office say, what the fuck you doing, Eli? We don't want this shit. We want Thanksgiving, too. Right. I feel like I have some really good ideas for a Thanksgiving sequel called Black Friday. I'm ready, man. Fuck this shit. Bring back John Carver. <laughs> What do you mean you're making a hostile five? <laughs> give, give me John Carver. <laughs> or at least put him in hostile five. Right, yeah, make him the, the killer in hostile five. <laughs> oh, well, I think we just shot ourselves in the foot for that job opportunity. <laughs> Hopefully not. No. <laughs> we love you, Eli. Call us. <laughs> Wait, I love you, I love you Eli. Call me. I, I, I love you, Eli, for no other reason that you gave me this movie. Thanksgiving. I am... <laughs> I am forever grateful because I, I did. I enjoyed this movie a lot. And uh, there you go. There you go. Can't wait for it to come out digitally because even if it won't be Thanksgiving, I may give it another watch. <laughs> that, that's what I was going to say. I, I, I think it'll do good digitally, too. I think this will be a oh, yeah. really strong digital release. I do, too. Yeah. But uh, but we're on the cusp, on the cusp of, uh, of Christmas horror movies, which I love. Those are some of my favorites. And, uh, well, you know, we won't, re- you know, some of them we won't be reviewing, some of them we reviewed last year and the classics, you know, the old, older stuff. 
you know, I, I man, I love my Silent Night Daily Night rewatches and my Black Christmas rewatches and you know, Krampus and all that. I oh, love them. So I'm, I'm ready to, to, to get into those. But uh, I, I love Christmas. And when you can when you can mix two of my loves, it's that's just it's a good thing. But uh, but we're we're not quite there yet. We uh we do have one more one more episode in the month of uh in the month of November, and that is the next episode, uh, which we will be reviewing Night of the Missing, which is available on November 28th on Screenbox. Uh, we've heard a lot about this movie. I you know seen seen a lot uh, talk about it, and it is coming uh, exclusively to Screenbox on November 28th. And we will be reviewing that for our next episode. And then once we conclude that, we will officially be in, um, in, in, in Christmas land. And it'll be time for Christmas horror and, uh, you know, time for, uh, whatever. Egg, eggnog and mistletoe and all that good shit. So bring it on. But, uh, like I said, one more movie, Night of the Missing coming next week. And like I said earlier, make sure you subscribe to us on social media. Follow us on social media. We're on all those platforms, and uh, we, we put out everything we talk about pretty much in the episodes. And then so much more. Uh, we If anything's really breaking, we usually put it up there. Or there's some things sometimes we stumble across that we you know didn't catch before the episode, and we'll put it up there. And and lots of other things that we put up. So uh, so follow us on whatever social media platform you prefer, or if you like them all. We're, we're out there on all of them. So uh, so just look us up or listen to Screams. Listen the number two in Screams. And make sure whatever podcast platform that you prefer to listen to us on that you do subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Just send us the auto download so you never have to worry about it. And uh, whatever whatever you platform you're on, if there's an option to rate and review us, please do that because that helps us in those algorithms. And when people are other listening, excuse me, when people are listening to other similar podcasts, we come up as a suggested listen. And uh, who knows? Someone might be listening to uh, Joe Blow Reviews Horror and look down and say, well, who are these fine looking fat dudes talking uh, <laughs> listen to their screams? And and uh, they might get hooked. Uh, but our greatest weapon is your word of mouth. So as you're out there, make sure you share on social media make sure you tell your friends, tell your followers, uh, tell your constituents, whatever, whatever, whatever place you are in life, whatever you got. Uh, just tell them. Just tell them to listen to old Dave and Ike. They're good dudes. And uh, they they are uh, positive horror fans, which, uh, you know, sometimes you don't, you know, in all genres of of fandom, it's hard to sometimes you don't get that. But uh, we try to remain positive. And uh, sometimes I know I get a little grumpy. but That's okay. (laughs) So be it. Not when we're watching a movie like Thanksgiving, though. Makes me happy. Warms me to my soul. And uh, I just I'm going to just suggest that during Thanksgiving dinner this year, it. We just watched the trailer on loop or something, but, uh, yeah, until think, it comes on streaming at least. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Monica will be down for that, but you know, you, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So That's we'll see. <laughs> so Ike, before we close this thing out and move on, uh, anything, uh, you want to say? Um, well, just have a safe and happy Thanksgiving and, uh, just be very wary of any pilgrims you might see. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if they're carried an ax. There's a, they're probably not chopping wood. Just steer clear and uh, just keep on, keep on heading to grandma's and, and don't even stop. Uh, but yeah, this episode will be dropping on Thanksgiving. Maybe, uh, you know, as, if you're traveling, maybe we've provided a little entertainment for your ride. Uh, we hope so. Um, but uh, yeah, like I said, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. 
And uh, hopefully everybody gets a full belly and spends lots of fun time with family and enjoys, you know, the break from work that most of us get. And uh, gear up because uh, Black Friday is the day after. Just be 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 wary. If you haven't seen Thanksgiving, you know, bad shit can spin on a Black Friday. So just just be wary. Just be just yeah. be careful. And uh, if you do go out and Black Friday shop and and in all seriousness, just just be careful and and just be fucking nice to everybody, right? Don't come on. I mean, like they say in the movie, fucking hurting someone ain't worth a waffle iron. Just just be cool and, and be kind to people and, uh, and, and don't be dicks. That's that's all I ask. But until next week, wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe, and have many pleasant nightmares.